0: Welcome back. You are listening to Nate the Hate on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to like the video and subscribe if you haven't already, and ring that notification bell in the upper right corner so you are notified each time we have a brand new episode go live on YouTube. And I'd like to welcome in my co-host, Modern Vintage Gamer. What's up, Nate? Great to be here. Always great having you, and we have a very exciting episode this week. As Nintendo has announced the first Direct of 2022, and... I think it's going to be a good one. This is going to be a big direct for Nintendo. It's going to kick the year off strong. When was the
1: last Nintendo
0: Direct night? Was the it, last direct was sup- September? Was it September? September? September. I believe it was September. It's been a while. Yeah, we kind of, you know the directs have kind of fallen into that general every quarter type of thing for Nintendo. We have. Start of the year, middle of the year, which is typically June or E3. And then we have that second half of the year, which is around the Tokyo Game Show, which is the first, second week of September. And then, you know, the cycle continues. It's three direct year mixed in with indies and game focused directs, but feels like Nintendo kind of has these on a cyclical basis at this point. And this one is right on schedule. And today's episode is dedicated to Shamsa, who generously donated $100 to support the channel. And if you'd like to support the channel, we have a Streamlabs link in the description below. Donate any dollar amount, ask a question, we will answer it at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more, and we will dedicate the episode to you. And this episode is once again dedicated to Shamsa. Thank you for your support and generosity. So I want to start our Nintendo Direct Predictions by talking about nintendo switch online and that may confuse some people as to why we're going to bring up nintendo switch online and the reason i want to bring it up is that we know the legend of zelda majora's mask is coming to nso expansion pack this month nintendo already announced that a couple of weeks ago and i want to ask you mvg do you think it will be a shadow drop immediately following the direct Ooh,
1: it could well be a shadow drop night. i think we may get get that i mean the timing is right. We do know that Majora's Mask is coming out this month. So what better time to say, hey, you can play Majora's Mask right after the show on your Nintendo Switch. So I think a Shadow Drop really does fit that that type of you know announcement. So
0: I'm going to say yes to a Shadow Drop. I'm going to differ with you on this one. Ooh. And if it is... Does make a presence in the show. I think it will just be that they're going to give the date, and I think it will be a little later in February, maybe next week or even the final week of February. Likely on a Thursday, kind of matching what we've seen with Paper Mario and Banjo Kazooie.
1: So you're saying maybe like the third, the third kind of Thursday of every month is kind of when they drop these things. I mean that that can that definitely does make sense, especially
0: if you look like you said last month and. Paper Mario. Yeah, I think we're gonna see something like that with Majora's Mask. So if it is shown, it's just gonna be a quick Majora's Mask will be available on, you know, February was it, 17th or February 24th. But there's something else related to NSO that I want to bring up. And I'm gonna to point to a tweet made by Andy Robinson of Video Game Chronicles. Where on Friday tweeted, I wouldn't be surprised if a certain super spy returns in the next few weeks. Now, the definition of super spy can vary individual to individual. But in this case, I believe Andy is referencing everyone's favorite spy, especially if you grew up with the N64, 007 James Bond. Whoa. Are you saying GoldenEye (laughs) is a thing on the Switch? So this is something that I definitely have wanted to discuss now for a couple of months. And last year, we all remember well when a review request was issued in Germany to have GoldenEye 007 removed from the banned software list. Yep. Yep. And everyone's saying, well... Nintendo must have requested that it be removed. Now, there was no definitive proof as to who requested the takedown or the re review to have the game removed. But I looked at some of the other games that were previously banned and removed. And these included titles like Blood Rain, Mm -hmm. which, if you recall, just had HD re releases. Yes. So every game that had been reviewed and removed. Had a re-release, all within roughly a year. So, I investigated further, and GoldenEye is a title that Nintendo has intent to bring to Nintendo Switch in the calendar year of 2022. Now, pair this go on, go on. Pair this with that unintentional leak. Yes, with the achievements on an xbox version of golden eye which just so happened to occur because they didn't change the date on the server so when we went into the new year it just it flipped the switch and that's why they went live on trueachievements.com everything seems to be moving in the proper direction which is a re release of golden eye so
1: l- let me let me stop you right there because i have questions so are you saying that Goldeneye on the Switch, as far as you uh-huh. believe or as far as you know, you're thinking uh-huh. it's going to be a re-release of that game based on what we saw from the Xbox achievement leak, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. mess up that, that happened. Do you not think this is just going to be a game that they drop on the Switch Online NSO service maybe next month in, in April? Uh, sorry,
0: in, in March. I should say see that's one of the areas that I don't have a hundred percent clarity of I know there was intent to bring GoldenEye to Switch originally I was hearing that it was related to Nintendo Switch Online now does that mean it is just the N64 ROM dump that we have seen with previous N64 games or maybe by NSO they mean an eShop release that is relegated to nintendo switch online kind of like a tetris 99 right. where it's a gift to subscribers that's the uncertainty that i have with this particular product i don't know the exact form that it will come to switch obviously the fan in me would love to see that xbox live arcade version of golden eye be released on switch and the xbox because oh, we yeah. have seen the visual fidelity the improvements the frame rate upgrades all those types of features that really enhance the experience but then the nostalgia side kind of wouldn't mind playing Goldeneye with an N64 controller on the Switch either.
1: I mean, if Goldeneye is announced at this Direct, that is going to be absolutely massive for so many people. Yes. I, 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 mean, I can't tell you how, how big that would be for, uh, for so many <laughs> people to, to hear that uh, announcement announcement. I yeah. mean sure, you know the younger audience that are listening to this are going to be like whatever Goldeneye I, I don't care, I don't even know what it is. But, you know, for <laughs> for us older older folk, I mean, that we've been waiting for Goldeneye to come back for many, <sighs> many years and we felt like it would never come back, you know, based on all sorts of legalities and different companies owning a stake of that game and and nintendo's involvement you know their the big involvement of course uh so to hear that there is potential that it may come back and, and andy's kind of tweet is uh is very exciting to hear about so yeah i mean if we see goldeneye at the direct oh i'm hyped
0: I mean, it feels like a good time to really introduce Golden Eye because the review took place back in October. We have the achievement link w- leak, which we mentioned, and just based on the scope of this release, it's really nothing major. This isn't something you need to hold until E3. Yeah. If it were a bigger remaster or a remake, I could see them wanting to wait till E3. Yep. But if this is really just, let's say, the N64 ROM, yeah, dumped on NSO. And Xbox. This can just be a nice little. Hey this is coming out in. March or whatever. And we have to also make note that. This is the 25th anniversary of GoldenEye. Yes. So you want to celebrate this game. This was a major release. Back in 97. And if you're the bond license holders. Be it the film game. This is something you want to celebrate. You want to give this to your fans. So. I mean, it is a pure prediction that it shows up at the direct. The element that isn't a prediction is that I do know Nintendo has intent to do something with GoldenEye this year. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of when.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense too. You know, especially, you know, the Xbox achievement link is is something that's quite telling in that Mm -hmm. you can't just put the Xbox version in a vacuum and say this is the only version that exists. I mean, you have to be thinking that there is a Switch version of that game as well so yeah i i would uh-huh. agree with that nate we'll, we'll definitely see that at some point hopefully hopefully the director is where we see it though that would be man that would be hype really hype if we see that 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 intro of the spinning nintendo logo and the bond intro mm. oh my god do, do. that would that would be <laughs> that that would be insane in
0: absolute insanity yeah i mean this is definitely this is one of those games that if I'm Nintendo I want on, I want on NSO because this will drive some expansion pack upgrades. Yeah. Goldeneye online multiplayer. Ooh. Wow. Incredible. But then again, as we can look at something like Mario Kart 64, you're gonna have four player split screen while playing online. So you're going to have a lot of screen. True. Stealing there. <laughs> true. Can't put up those cardboard boxes to block out your friend from looking. That is true. But I will say
1: that the NSO <laughs> is getting better. Nintendo has been putting the work in and I, I have recently talked about that. Um, but going back to Majora's mask for a moment, mm-hmm. I expect good things for Majora's, you know, um, and uh, you know, this episode is not to talk about the NSO. We'll definitely cover that uh, in a future episode, but yeah, Majora's for me is is something that'll definitely be at this direct and I think it will get shadow drop, but I'd also see your point that, you know, it may just be the third third week of the month like they've been doing in
0: the past. Yeah, I, I expect it to just kind of drop a little later in the month. They've already announced that it's coming this month, so I think it's just gonna drop kind of on their schedule. Now, if Goldeneye is at the direct and it is announced, I would Anticipate that that would be the March release. I don't think they would, sh- unless they shadow drop it.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess it can go in, in one of two ways, right? Like they, you know, they announce Majora or they, they shadow drop Majoras for this month. And then they say, and next month, a old favorite is coming back and they show the <laughs> Golden Eye intro, which again, hype announcement. Or they just show us the, I guess the remake of the game that that was teased again from the Xbox achievement leak mm-hmm. that we kind of feel like is is also on the the Switch as well. And I guess that's the difficult part: is what is the what is Golden on the Switch? Is it just the N sixty four ROM, or is it a you know is right. it the Xbox Live Arcade version, or is it a remake? What is it? So I guess hopefully we'll hear more about what what it is. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be great if it was at this Direct. No promises. We will eventually hear of GoldenEye in 2022. But I think that would really start off the year well for Nintendo, just to say we're bringing back GoldenEye in some form. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get excited. Now we can pivot into the real meat of the Direct with some of our predictions of what will appear at the show this week. And let's start with a big game. And this is a game that we mentioned in our Nintendo 2022 predictions. And I'm going to just bring up Metroid Prime One Remastered. Will it be announced at this first direct?
1: Well, I mean, Dread uh is doing well sales-wise. Momentum is is still very high for Metroid, all things Metroid. It would be a pretty hype announcement to see Metroid prime one mm-hmm. but I don't know nate i I kind of feel like that this would be more of a e three announcement and i'm I'm not saying that with any level of you know certainty, but I'm not sure about prime one at this direct uh maybe it is an e three but what do, what are your thoughts though i mean I could I could go either way on this one but if you if you know if you'd said throw some money down on it I'd probably say <laughs> E3 is likely when we would hear about Metroid Prime 1.
0: Yeah, this is one of those titles I'm definitely torn on. The game is slated for a second half of 2022 release closer to the game's original release which was holiday 20 years ago on the GameCube. (laughs) So I'm thinking that this is something that they're going to try to replicate best they can. Yeah. And I think they can hold it till E3, have a short marketing cycle for it because Metroid Prime 1 is already regarded as one of the greatest games of all time. Yes. And doing this remastered with upgraded texture work and visuals and some quality of life changes just to make it feel a little more modern doesn't necessitate a nine month marketing cycle do the short marketing because Metroid dread is also one of those cases of a short marketing cycle. It was announced at E3 and then released in October. i see no reason that Metroid prime one can't undergo the exact same marketing plan.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that. I I think E3 is likely where we'll see it. I mean, they could tease it at this direct and then say we'll have more to announce at E3 I don't think so. I mean, I'm probably going to say no Metroid at this direct.
0: We'll be back after a quick break.
1: Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes, oh dear yes and sometimes it doesn't quite work and you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the (laughs) way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now
0: yeah I think I agree with you on that because with Metroid Prime one, much like dread, by keeping that closed marketing, you're not gonna have to you you don't show the game repeatedly, yeah, if you show it at this direct, there's gonna be the expectation it has to be at e three yes, and then you're still gonna want to see tweets and some other marketing leading up to release now, if you just introduce it at e three you just go right into some of those tweets leading up to release and boom, the game's out, and with a game like prime because it is already an established game this is a game you can play on your gamecube your wii your wii u there's not that aura and mystery to it right. if you want to know what the game is you can find out right so limited marketing cycle wait till e3 release it a few months later bing bang boom that's what i anticipate with metro prime one i would love to see it at this direct just because i want to see the upgrade to retro has given the title but it doesn't feel like the time is right. Yeah. I do think it's right for one of their big releases for 2022. And it is a title we brought up in our predictions for 2022. And that is a brand new Fire Emblem from the development team that did Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is a new entry to Fire Emblem. It will come out later this year, likely right around the same time slot that Three Houses came in. So we're talking probably second half of July. So summer. I think this is a pretty much a guarantee for the first direct.
1: I agree. I think this is almost a lock, you know, I mean, directs are so hard to predict. And honestly, if we get, I'll say half, half the predictions, right. We've done pretty well, but I feel pretty confident that we're getting new fire emblem announcement at this direct. Mm -hmm. It, it makes sense. I think the, the timing around when it's going to come out is, is accurate as well, Nate. And I wouldn't be surprised if this closes the show. You know, this is the one more thing moment because there are a lot of people that are anticipating a new fire emblem release. Uh, You know, three houses was uh, a very successful game for them. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I could definitely see, see that happening. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm confident that this, this will be at this, at the, at the direct.
0: Yeah. Fire emblem. I think fire emblem for 2022 is going to surprise some people just in terms of the direction the game is going to go some of the new concepts the game's going to introduce and i'm looking forward to how fans react to it and i'm a big fan of the fire emblem franchise so i'm looking forward to this release and i can't wait to you know see it in motion i've heard some of the details about it on paper but you really can't put full thoughts on a product because on paper something can sound great and then when you see it actually executed sometimes they don't exactly you know mesh the way you envisioned but this sounds like a very promising title and i can't wait to see it and i think it will show up later this week at the direct now i want to go to a game that is closer to release and it is way forward's take on Advance wars which has been rumored to be coming out on either april 8th or april 15th it depends which e-shop and retailer you look at but Advance wars Will make an appearance at this direct and it will be given a release date. Yep. Do you I, think it will be either one of those dates?
1: Well, I think you're right. First of all, it will be at this direct. It's definitely something that we, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I don't want to say primed. That's, that's, you know, we don't want to talk about Metroid, but it's definitely <laughs> primed to be at this direct. It, it, the, the timing makes total sense. As far as if it's coming out on April the 8th, I think it's going to, take a little longer than that in the oven not much but probably maybe towards the end of april maybe into early may um if you ask me why i don't really know i just feel like the game needs a little more time in the oven and that is really based on the fact that we haven't really heard anything about it you know other than kind of the announcement last year that the game was going to get pushed uh to 2022 so i don't know i think i think the game just needs a little bit more time but. We will see Advance Wars at the direct and it will get a date, Um, but I doubt it will be April the 8th, but hopefully I'm wrong because this is one of the games that I am very much anticipating that I want to play. I will say that I wasn't particularly, I was lukewarm to the game when it was first announced. I didn't, it took me a little bit to get into the aesthetical toy soldiers style the graphical style, Nate, but um, uh-huh. since then it's grown on me quite a lot. And uh, I will also say this: that Way Forward's art style, which you know I'm, I'm, I've worked with them before on on Shantae and, and River City Girls Zero, so um, I, I know some of the artists there. But their art style and Nintendo's Advance Wars art style uh, uh, complement each other extremely well. And I think the two companies kind of working together, Nintendo and Wayforward really does make a lot of sense to me. And uh, I think the game is going to be really good when it comes out. I'm, I'm confident. I don't want to say it's going to be a slam dunk, you know, 95 on Metacritic,
0: but it's going to be a really good game. And I I can't wait for it. Given the lack of information and really any marketing around the game since the delay. Yeah. I could see it slide into the second half of April. And this is a big game. Like
1: this is a big game, not only for way forward, but for Nintendo. Right. I mean, I know it's advanced wars and maybe there's a, there's a level of, is this, you know, the, the kind of the, the A-list um, round of games that you pick from? No, it's not. But this is also a pretty big title that I think Nintendo wants to sell a lot of copies of. And uh, yeah, as of right now, I mean, the marketing around this game is, is non-existent, you know? And so I do think that we will get marketing around this game and it will start to ramp up and and maybe it'll start ramping up when the direct uh, happens. But honestly, I just think it's going to be a little longer before we see the game. Do you think they'll give us a demo before the full release? It's possible they do give us a demo, but I'll also say, and this is, again, just me kind of speculating that if Wave Forward is trying to get this game done and out the door, then I don't necessarily think that they want to be distracted by preparing a demo for, um, Uh you know, for the eShop. But again, that's just kind of my thoughts and speculation. There could be a demo that they are preparing for it, but I also do know that, you know, any demo, has to be treated with some level of care as well because as we know there are a lot of data miners out there that like to you know take things apart and learn secrets of the game and potentially spoil the game before it even gets released so I think you know we have to consider those things as well i I probably don't think there will be a demo of this game I just think you know way forward is just working to get this game done and ready
0: and out the door Yeah, I mean, as we mentioned, the game was originally slated for December, so it was met with a fairly lengthy delay, which I'm sure WayForward has taken advantage of, all the extra time to fine-tune and polish this release to the best of their ability, and I think it comes out the second half of April. I'm not anticipating a demo of it. This is kind of another one of those established properties. If you want to know what an Advance Wars game is, it's on the Game Boy, it's on the Wii U, you can get a general idea for this tactical strategy RPG. And I mean it's a grid-based game. It's pretty simple. It's not something that needs a demo. And it's still going to be a quality release when it does come out. But yeah, we will see it at this direct. And there's another strategy game that is coming to the Switch in the almost immediate future in just a few weeks. And it comes from Square Enix and it is Triangle Strategy. It's coming out in early March. And this is another title that will very likely have some sort of appearance in the direct. And I think it's just going to be that last marketing push. And like Octopath Traveler, they're going to announce that there is a demo available immediately after the direct airs, and that the demo will be able to transfer your save data to the full game this is something we've seen square do numerous times and there's no reason to expect any different with triangle strategy
1: yep i 1000 percent agree with you that we will see triangle strategy at the direct we will learn a lot more about the game and yes there will be an announcement that after the direct ends you can download the demo immediately and enjoy it and yeah the uh your save data will carry over to the full game that you'll be able to play on March the 4th I think triangle strategy is um, a game that will do really well and um, I am probably going to pick it up myself and, and and give it a go I think you know it's got enough of final fancy tactics in there to get me interested to learn more about it so I will be picking this game up and yeah if there's that demo that does drop I will be I'll be
0: checking that out for sure. Now, staying on tune with Square Enix, I think it's time that Square Enix finally officially announces Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster for Nintendo Switch and other consoles during this Direct. Final Fantasy VI and the prior games have all now been released on Steam and mobile, and I think it is time for Square to officially announce their intentions to bring all of those retro classics to consoles. And I think it's going to happen during the Direct.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have to, don't they? I mean, this is something that fans have wanted on the Switch since it was announced. And really, there's no reason why it hasn't come out yet, you know, other than, I guess, really just someone has to port these games to the Switch. But, I mean, you have to think that these games have been available, at least internally, on the Switch for a while now. So, again... I think this is a big announcement for a direct to see these games finally get announced. It kind of fits the mold of an early direct in the year as well. um, That style of game. And uh, yeah, hopefully I just want them to fix those ugly looking fonts that they have. And hopefully they will for the (laughs) switch version, Um, especially on like the switch Lite and the smaller screens. I'm not sure how that would translate, but hopefully they will address some of the issues that, that are on the steam version. But look, Um those pixel remasters, I will say, have surprised me because when they were first announced, they got a lot of criticism for various reasons. But ultimately, they they're pretty good remasters of of those earlier games. The, the sound is absolutely incredible in those in those versions, and having a collection of all those a physical and potentially a physical collection of all those on the Switch would be something that I know a lot of fans would love and I certainly would as well. So yeah, Mm -hmm. bring it on in the direct. I think it's it's definitely a good prediction, Nate, and I would expect
0: to see that as well. Yeah, I mean I'm actually anticipating it to be a full collection. Yep. I think when it comes, they're gonna have a retail release and it's gonna be all six games on a single game card. 60 bucks? Yes.
1: Well I mean if it's if it's all six games then sixty is uh is a fair price, I think.
0: I think that's how they're gonna position it. They kind of put it out individually on Steam and Mobile because that's how the game's development was going. And it was kind of like we finished one and two, let's release them. And then they just made that progress. And now that they're all complete, they've been able to look at the releases, fine tune them here and there, and the perfected versions are going to be what we see on consoles. And they basically use the Steam and Mobile releases as yep. Their testing ground, see how people gauged and reacted, made changes accordingly so that when they brought up the consoles, they have the good versions ready.
1: Yeah, and that, that strategy is not something that is really that uncommon. You know, I mean, I know that there are other developers out there that will release on PC first and kind of, you know, get uh feedback from from their uh their user base and and fix things up, patch things and make sure that the game is is really in a good place and then start moving over to console. You know, there's oh. definitely um some merit in in the way, you know, in, in that methodology of 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 making games. Um I know we did it with uh, Shadow Man. You know, we released Shadow Man on the PC for a year before we announced the Switch version which just came out. Um and by the time the Switch version has come out, which, you know, all the bugs in that game have well and truly been fixed. So there's definitely, you know, a lot of lot of merit to to that way. And um, you know, mm-hmm. if we do get the full collection, which I think we will, um, that would be incredible for fans and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. I would love a new generation of gamer be introduced to Final Fantasy VI so they can finally realize why Final Fantasy VI is superior to Final Fantasy VII in every way. Oh, 100%. We're going to get some heat in the comments. (laughs) Bring it on. We will. Yep. Even as you write your hated comment saying we're wrong, you know we're right. (laughs) Search search your feelings. (laughs) Just because Final Fantasy VII was your first Final Fantasy doesn't mean it's the best one. That is true. (laughs) And sticking to Square Enix... I wouldn't be surprised if Life is Strange Remastered has some sort of appearance for the Switch here. The game just came out on PlayStation and Xbox platforms, but it was delayed on Switch until later this year. So maybe we get an update on the Switch version and the state that it's in. But at the same time, I could see this potentially just kind of being a Twitter type of drop or even something that is held until an E3 or a June direct where we get an update if that is closer to the actual release of the game. So I'm kind of indifferent on that particular title, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't surprise me if life is strange did make an appearance for switch during this direct.
1: Do they still do partner showcases or are we not doing those anymore? Cause that's kind of what I'm thinking
0: for something like that. Uh, I don't think, I think they still do some of the minis yeah. partner showcases. I don't think they've done since 2020 though. It's been a while. Yeah. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, another game that is coming soon from a third party, and it is from good friends at Atlas, is Persona 4 Ultra Mix Arena. This was announced at the Game Awards. It's also coming to PlayStation. But there was that curious website leak for the game that showed... Persona 4, as a pre-order type of bonus with this particular game, and the fact that the game's coming out in just about a month, if Persona 4 is coming to Switch around the same time, you'd think it has to make an appearance at this Direct. Yes. And I know you're a big advocate that Persona mainline will never come to Switch. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, Ultra Ultramix for this Direct sounds about right to me so i'm gonna say we're gonna see it at the direct I, no I think surprise. you're right no surprise
0: with persona 4 I, golden
1: i don't think so nate uh and i'm not saying that just you know because I, I i'm choosing violence or um or whatever <laughs> i i just i mean i don't know like i feel like if it was gonna make an appearance on the switch we've would seen it by now mm-hmm. i mean so that's really what it all comes down to Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. May get
0: surprised. Maybe, maybe we'll find out,
1: but I'm going, I'm going to just stick with Ultramix and, and no mainline (laughs) persona game on the switch, but maybe on the switch too. Oh man. Whenever that is.
0: Discussion for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Now we'll stick, we'll stick to the third party for now for a little bit. And One game that I am anticipating will make an appearance at this direct, whether it's in a sizzle reel or just a quick blurb, is Batman Arkham Collection. Whoa. Where is this coming from now? This is something fans have been asking for for a long time. They want the Batman games, specifically the Arkham games, on the Switch. And Warner Brothers is finally going to answer those pleas. Wow.
1: That would be... um... That would be quite the announcement. Those games, I mean, we're talking about three hundred and sixty and PS three era games, at least initially. Mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum and, and 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 whatnot. I mean, those games aren't aren't new, and you know we know that um, those era games can run on the Switch quite well. You know, we're talking about games that that came out around the same time as like BioShock. You know, those games and and Borderlands mm-hmm. and. Those games run quite well on the Switch. I wouldn't expect this to be any different than that. I think that would be solid solid ports to the Switch. And man, I got to be honest with you, if we got a Arkham collection or a trilogy on the Switch, that would be um, something I would be very into. And I would definitely pick that up. I'd love to play the original game all over again on the Switch. Uh, I think that would be uh, quite a hype announcement.
0: Yeah, Arkham Asylum is one of the best Metroidvanias to release in you know the last 20 years. And Arkham City is a fantastic game in its own right. But Arkham Asylum just holds a special place in my heart. I loved everything that game really did in terms of design. Do you think Virtuos is doing it? That would be my guess for the port studio handling this type of release. I think it would be a virtuous project.
1: Yeah, and I don't remember what engine the Arkham games were. I want to say they were
0: UE three, but I could I be, be wrong. Yeah, I believe it were. They were UE three, so. so they would require a little work because UE three yeah. isn't technically support natively on the Switch.
1: Well, the Bioshock games ran UE three as well, so it kind of just yes. gives more kind of point, you know, it, it points more fingers to virtuos potentially handling mm-hmm. the the job there. And they seem to do pretty good work, you know, with those UE3 engine games running on the switch. So man, I'd be pretty hyped if that, that was announced. And yeah, finally, I think- uh, you know, Batman Arkham games on the switch, that would be a, that's a big
0: deal. Yeah. It'd be a nice, Depending on the price point, I think it'd be a release that would get a lot of people excited because we haven't had a portable Batman game or a good portable Batman game in quite some time. And these are, again, established games. Their quality is known. And as long as they're priced fairly, I think a lot of fans would love to double dip and re experience these games. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who maybe never played the Arkham games. So if this is their first time diving into City and Asylum, They're in for a treat. And again, still sticking with some of the third party stuff. I think it's finally time we hear from Forever Entertainment with House of the Dead. Oh, my God. What what happened to this game? Like,
1: this game was announced. (laughs) I was excited. And then we never heard about it. There was a delay. Yep. So, I mean, you think we get it?
0: Yeah, I think it I think it resurfaces during this direct and it gets dated for March. And this is one of those games that I approach with great caution because this was a light gun game and we're now converting it to a non-light gun era. And yep. people will say, well, you got the analog stick controls. That does not yep. replace light gun accuracy and speed. Maybe gyro can... You know, get as close to a one to one to a light gun, but it's still not a light gun. So I need to experience what forever has done to approach and convert these controls because the controls are pivotal to a game like House of the Dead. If the controls are not perfect, the experience suffers.
1: It's it's very difficult because House of the Dead by definition is a light gun game and what we're getting on the switch will not be a light gun game. We know that. So automatically the, the game itself has changed, you know, the way we think about it Mm -hmm. and that may automatically turn a lot of people away and say, well, this was a, this is a light gun game and, and what you're giving me, what, you know, obviously isn't a light gun game. So then it goes back to the control scheme Look, I think they're just going to use the analog sticks. You know, like I don't think there's any real there's there's not really any other option. Maybe Aurora gyro, sticks. but for me, it's hard to imagine that you could get good accuracy with gyro uh, controls. You may be able to get away with it, but ultimately, this is a this is a game that. Uh, could be really good, or it could just completely crash and burn. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where I where I sit with this. I, I think graphically the game looks really good. You know, I think I think they're doing all the right things graphically with this game. But you're right, Nate. They just have to nail those controls and and really make it feel like a good Switch game. At the end of the day, you know. Um, it's not yeah. a like kind of game anymore. It's it's a different game, and it's basically a game that's on rails that you're going to control with analog sticks. So you 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 better damn well, you know, get a good control scheme dialed
0: in. Otherwise, it's it's not going to work very well. Man, yeah, that's the thing. The conversion of the controls are pivotal. It's everything. It makes or breaks the game. And I'm hopeful that the delay was to perfect the controls because yep. any inaccuracy will it will ruin the game. I mean, I have to be that blunt. It will ruin the game. So, yep. I'm hopeful that they have perfected it because I don't believe that Sega would allow the game to market if it was an abomination Yeah, and control scheme.
1: I mean, you got to think when they pitch the game, you know, one of the questions Sega would have asked is how are you going to what is your what is your thoughts And how are you going to solve for the light gun problem? And whatever they pitched, Sega would have said, okay, that, that works for us. Go for it. We
0: can hope we can hope. Yeah. And now we have to bring it up. The Ninja Turtles. Shredder's revenge. Will Shredder (laughs) make an appearance at this direct or will Shredder's appearance come a little later in the year during the first indie showcase?
1: Well, I think we're going to get a Shredders announcement and a date. I don't know when the date will be, but I think this Direct, we will finally learn when we're going to see that game. And uh, if if uh, Skitittles is listening, I want to reiterate <laughs> that it will not be a day one Game Pass release. But uh, I think Shredders is is, is something that we'll see in this direct i mean it could be something that we would see in an indie showcase but i kind of feel like you know silk song right this game is bigger than an indie showcase now i think it's it's kind of Ooh. it's it's gone to the next level so i think there are a lot of there are enough people out there that 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 want to know more about shredders and a general direct makes sense and i think yeah we'll we'll get a date for this game finally
0: yeah, I'm not expecting to see Shredder's Revenge at the first direct. I think it's going to be held until the first indie showcase, which typically take place around April or so. So I could see that playing out again here. And I think we would see dot emu not only Shredder's Revenge, but I also think that's when we would see another look at Metal Slug Tactics. Right. From both like from that studio. And I think those are going to wait just a couple of more months into the year before we are reintroduced to those two titles. But I would love to see Shredder's Revenge. I need a release date because that game is just oozing with nostalgia. And I want to relive my memories of classic Ninja Turtle games like Turtles in Time, which is one of the finest arcade experiences anyone can you know, play, especially for the Ninja Turtles. And that's going to make me pivot into this next prediction. We have seen Konami introduce various retro collections over the last couple of years with Castlevania, even Contra. Mm -hmm. Do you think we see a retro collection from Konami, Capcom, any type of third party during this direct? Yes,
1: Hmm. I do. I don't know exactly what, what we'll see, but yeah, there's always going to be that, that kind of throwback collection that gets announced. It, it Again, it kind of fits the mold of the early, early in the year direct, the first direct of the year. We've mm-hmm. seen it before. I mean, you could say that the pixel remasters is something that's going to fill that, that gap, sure, and, and that could well be the case. Do we need another mm-hmm. one? Well, maybe not. But look, you know, Konami, we've talked about in the past, has a very big, vast library of of franchises that they could easily Bring out as a collection, you know. We're talking about games like The Simpsons, or we're talking about games like The Ninja Turtles, and uh, you know, the the Contra. I mean, is there already a Contra collection? I'm not sure, but I mean, they, 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 yes. there's a vast collection or vast library of games that they could go back and 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 bring bring us. Uh, there's you know, there's there's shoot 'em up games like Gradius, there's Parodius, there's there's so many things that they could give us. And Capcom <laughs> is also the same, you know. There's um a lot of different things there. They could give us a Dai Makimura, you know, Ghosts and Goblins collection with all the games, you know, there's so many different choices. Um, and I think, you know, that, that concept of bringing back old releases to modern audiences and giving them quality of life enhancements uh, something I'm quite familiar with, obviously as well. I mean, there is definitely a market there and I think we'll, we'll see something from one of those companies,
0: um, you know, as, as a, possible retro collection get announced because you brought up capcom i have to bring them up do you think resident evil revelations 3 is announced for switch at this direct or is that project just going to remain an elusive mystery
1: i'm gonna say an elusive mystery for the time being i don't think it's going to be at this direct I, I'm about- also wondering, is this even on current switch hardware or is it maybe for whatever's next?
0: Hmm. Yeah. See, there was there definitely was a resident evil switch in development. We need to get Alex and, and Neil on the cast. We'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> and like the project, Got, you know, got intertwined with Resident Evil Outrage, which was a multiplayer game for Sony and Xbox platforms. Right. And whatever is happening with this Resident Evil Switch game is just a matter of, is it still in development? And if it is, who's yeah. doing it? Right. And that's kind of been that long-term mystery. Maybe it was something that was pitched and prototyped and it just never advanced. Or that's kind of where I'm still, I'm at odds with it. It did exist. It's kind of just that project of to be determined. Right. If it's still in active development, we will see it one day. I don't think it would be at this direct, but, you know, it's one of those projects that I would love an original Resident Evil game on Switch because all we have are ports.
1: Well, Now that you mentioned it, there <laughs> was the Power Stone collection on that Capcom leak. Yes. I mean, that's something going back to the the retro possible collections, right? Is it, something that could fit the mold. I'm not saying we're going to get a Power Stone announcement at this direct, but mm. something along those lines I think we'll, we'll definitely see. That's not
0: the Pixel Remasters. Something else. Do you think Capcom shows us Monster Hunter DLC again? It um, comes out later this summer, so They could, they could,
1: they could very well do that. And it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if we saw more, more of Bond's time. Obviously it's been extremely successful for them and they do Mm -hmm. like to, you know, to showcase those things at, at Nintendo
0: directs anyway. So I could, I could see that as a thing. Yeah, I think that kind of fits well if Capcom is to have some representation in this direct. I wouldn't be surprised to see some new footage and some new information about the Monster Hunter expansion pack. Now, one last third-party indie before we shift back to Nintendo, and it comes up every direct. You all, you already made mention of the of this specific title, and it is Hollow Knight Silk Song. Oh my god. Will it be at this direct? No, no, it won't be. I think it's better
1: just to say no, because you're probably going to be right, you know, on the off chance that it does get until announced. Until you're not right. Until you're not right. And then, you know, you're not right once, right? Um, I don't think so, Nate. I mean, I don't even know what's happening with this game. None of us do. And look, I think that's fine. You know, like um, it's obviously a very small team that's working on this stuff. And when they're ready to show it, they'll, they'll show it to us. And, you know, I think um, it's, it's whenever that will be like, I I've stopped really kind of trying to predict when I, I think this game is going to come out. Cause we really don't know much about it. And I mm-hmm. don't know when we'll see it, you know, hopefully, hopefully it is this year and it would be really, really awesome if it's, in uh, in this direct, but as someone, if you ask me yes or no, I'm probably
0: going to say no. See, the GeForce leak had it as a February 2022 release. And that's been something that people are clinging to as gospel, that it means mm-hmm. it has to happen. But some of those dates in that leak weren't accurate, or it was the earliest possible date. Yeah. I feel like Silksong Isn't going to be a shadow drop like the original Hollow Knight. It's going to get a little more of a marketing campaign leading up to release. Right. So right now, if it isn't a direct, it's going to just be a trailer with a release date. My gut tells me it's not going to be at the show. It's going to come a little later in the year, probably closer to E3. I would love for it to be here, but I think it just comes later in the year. I agree with you. It's wrapped up in its silk cocoon, (laughs) waiting to become a butterfly. (laughs) Need to wait a little deeper into spring. (laughs) And now we can go back into some first-party predictions. And this one isn't really a prediction by me. I believe the game is 100% lock for the direct. And it is the casual game that I discussed in the predictions video. Some people have figured it out. I've used the word everybody quite often and that is a word you will see associated to this game it is a sequel to a game nobody wants and it has a lot of unique ideas that maybe people will become interested in and it's a guy i don't know why they made a sequel to this game this doesn't
1: sound very exciting at all night you should be we, we, we're supposed to be getting people hyped about this direct
0: not every game's a winner. <laughs> Not everybody wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, this game should be announced at this Direct, and people are going to say why. Some will say, I can't wait to get drunk and play this with friends. Some with you know young kids who just enjoy playing quirky, weird games together will probably say, yeah, it looks fun enough. But yeah, this casual game nobody asked for will be at the Direct, and everybody is going to say, wow. Don't spend more than one to two minutes on this, please.
1: <laughs> so and so, this this terrible game that you're talking about. When when are we when are we going to see this? Is this a, is this a summer release or a holiday release? When- I'd say late spring. So I'm I'm thinking May. Okay. I have no idea what it is. Um, I'm I'm hoping you're not talking about a sequel to clubhouse games which is one of my favorite games ever
0: Oh, no, right. i'd be hyped yeah it'd be hype yeah, that'd be, that'd be hype. That would yeah be. not a sequel to clubhouse games not even a sequel to style savvy i love the style savvy games they are fantastic this is literally a sequel to a game nobody asked for it's like nintendogs or something or i think people want a new nintendogs mm, yeah i think they do Yeah, this is going to be a game that when it comes up on the screen, everybody's going to be saying, "Okay, one, two, switch to something new. Hmm. Wonder what that could be. We'll find out soon. (laughs) Quiver at the idea of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Now, another game that is probably a 100% lock for this direct is Splatoon 3. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, I'm anticipating that they're going to show a brand new trailer, probably with a mix of emphasis on the campaign, as well as the multiplayer or some new maps, probably see some of the new weapons. And I think they give it a release date. My estimation would probably be. First half of June or probably June to the first half of July, somewhere within that six week window. Yeah. And I think at this direct, they're going to give some vague details about an upcoming Splatfest, Right great
1: yeah nate i think this i think you're on the money with splatoon 3 you know obviously we saw it last year um it's coming out this year we don't know exactly when but i think the timing sounds right i think the direct this direct is 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 the right time to show us more of the game and and basically let us know what to expect from splatoon 3 and i think yeah i mean it's probably the easiest prediction of this direct in my opinion to, to come up mm-hmm. with. So yeah, I,
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to Splatoon well, three. I, I like the game quite a lot. Which one's easier? Splatoon three being in the direct or this one? Will Breath of the Wild two make an appearance? Ooh. See, I don't believe Breath of the Wild two
1: is coming out this year. I've, I've already said that a few times. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm not sure if you agree with me or not, but you—you you, you, at least you question that. And, and that's fair, because, I mean, they did say 2022. But based on the fact that it's not coming out this year, then I think we <laughs> may actually see something from Breath of the Wild 2 at this direct. And I think it's going to be something along the lines of, you know, Ayanuma-san comes out and says, and you're all anticipating news from Breath of the Wild 2 because... We said we would give you more updates and he's going to say something like development is progressing well and we are very happy with the way the development teams have been working. It's been a very challenging 12 months with the ongoing pandemic, but we are still on track for a possible 2022 release and basically leave it at that and, and
0: Wind yeah. Waker, Twilight Princess.
1: Maybe I mean I I don't really <laughs> expect any any Earth shattering Breath of the Wild two news, but having said that, we will learn more about Breath of the Wild two at this direct. If that makes sense, we'll 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 hear, we'll hear more about it because I think we have to hear more about it. Do we though? Well, we, I mean we don't. It's a Nintendo Direct. I mean everything that was said may not even happen, you know. That's true. There there is that possibility. But I think, you know, didn't they say that they were going to give us more information before E3 this year
0: for Breath of the Wild 2, we would learn more about the game? Yes, Bill Trinan put out a statement like that, which depending on how you really want to read it, could just mean, you know, does it necessarily mean we're going to get a new trailer or anything substantial, you know. Not necessarily. It's kind of one of those cases where I look at this game and we saw it at the last direct. Yep. Or we saw it at the, no, E3 direct. Yeah. And then everyone was expecting at the game awards, when we did our predictions video for the game awards, we unanimously said, no, it won't be there. And it's kind of one of those projects where if it's at the February direct, does it then make a reappearance at E3 so they can really gear up the marketing for it to come out in the holiday?
1: Well, see, that's that's the thing, and that's the hesitation. And maybe that's the tell, right? So maybe the tell is this: if we if we see it at this direct, there is no way the game's coming out. But if we mm-hmm. see it at E3, then there's a pretty good chance that it's going to come out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I would read into it, like. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, you know, this game needs more time. And even the 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 trailer that we saw at the E3 Direct last year, I mean, we didn't really get to see much of that game, did we? What did we see? We saw a very well-curated trailer of, of some gameplay and, and whatnot, but we didn't really learn too much more about the game itself, you know? And I kind of walked away feeling like, oh, this game needs more time. This game isn't ready they need more time on this game, which is mm-hmm. totally fine. You know, like I, I don't have any, you know, any qualms about that at all. I just think, I don't know, man, I, I'm, I'm just hesitant that I, you know, that this game is coming out this year. And, and, uh, I, I do think we'll get an update, but I think it'll just be a kind of a development update and maybe, maybe a tease
0: of some, some more stuff. But other than that, nothing substantial. I could see us just getting a development update with them, recycling the gameplay footage that we saw last e3 in the background and then nintendo kind of just pivot to that and when waker and twilight princess hd will be coming to the switch later this spring or summer as kind of just that stop gap release that buffer in case breath of the wild 2 doesn't make this year they can still say we released a zelda this year
1: let me ask you this if that happens we get the development update with Mm -hmm. the same trail and then they pivot towards the two games. Do you then think that Breath of the Wild 2 will still come out this year or do you just think that you can't, really, wow. you can't really say one thing and then make an assumption on the delay? Do you think the two things are connected or do you think there's, it's just a direct and we're, we're reading too much
0: into it type of thing? I think it will depend on what is said in the development update itself. If it feels kind of noncommittal, where it's still kind of in the case of we are working hard on this project. We know you are eager to learn more about it. We hope to provide you with additional information at a later point this year. Then I'm going to say, okay, it's not coming out in 2022. This game has slid into 2023, which you know, as mentioned, is kind of the expectation of a lot of people at this point due to Nintendo's non-committal phrasing of targeting 2022. And yeah, they've reiterated that at the Game Awards in the 2022 trailer they released. And I'm sure internally that is still something that they are working towards. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those projects that you can foresee a delay potentially succumbing to. And I do. I'm definitely iffy on if it comes out this holiday. Right. It just feels like that project is going to be delayed into 2023. Right. And I don't think anyone would get upset by it because it just feels as though it is the expectation at this point. And if it does come out in 2022, that is a pleasant surprise.
1: Right. And and also to be clear, we're saying the word delay, but the, the game hasn't been dated. So it's, it's a little unfair to say the game has been delayed, you know, True. other than the fact that they just, they plastered 2022 on at the end of the trailer last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, with no date, it's a little unfair to say that the game has been delayed technically. But yeah, I mean, you know, I I I don't think the game's going to come out, and that's you know, I, and and that's fine. You know, I think I think we're just going to have to wait a little longer, and and I'm happy to wait. We you know when when the
0: time comes. Yeah, so that's like for this direct if it has a presence it's just going to be a quick development update i don't think we're going to get a meaningful substantial trailer in terms of content that's going to shed light on the story and further light on the gameplay concepts mechanics that are going to be introduced i think it's just going to be a very brief yep boom 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 We, we will talk to you at a later date just from that marketing standpoint i don't see them doing consecutive showings of this game at february and june and then september release in november that's a lot yes not saying they cannot do it but it just feels a little too much for a game that we saw several years ago and then didn't hear of again until this past e3 yep i just don't see them going full floodgates with information showcasing so i'm reluctant to really commit to a meaningful showing at this particular direct Now, another game that has returned to the shadows, but it did resurface last year, is Platinum Games Bayonetta 3, another title that is slated for 2022. To me, this game is something that will be held until E3 to make its next showing.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you that we did get to see some of Bayonetta last year. We got a date of 2022. Uh unlike Zelda, I think that 2022 is a lock for Bayonetta 3. Mm-hmm. And you're probably right, Nate. This is more of an E3 uh trailer, showcase, whatever you want to call it, rather <laughs> than this this direct um yeah, I mean I think I think, you know, most fans of Bayonetta are probably going to anticipate that game coming out later mm-hmm. in the year. So there's really no reason to show it right now i think you know we'll just have to wait a little longer until the middle of the year to see that game uh get shown at
0: a nintendo direct yeah i think a june direct for bayonetta 3 is the best fitted presentation timing this way it's a little closer to the intended release window they can go heavy with footage they can do a treehouse with yep. some gameplay and really introduce all the mechanics to fans and the curious parties at play of how the game is going to perform and play on the Switch. And it just feels as though something that they'd want to make a spectacle of, not just like another. is a quick trailer in the beginning year direct. I think it's something that they hold. Now, this is the game I'm going to predict is going to have a substantial presence at this direct. And it is Monolith's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Ooh,
1: yeah, this is is a game that, you know, we've talked about before as well. Man, I mean, this and Fire Emblem would really get a lot of Switch fans excited if we got both of these. Mm -hmm. And look, it could very easily bookend. You know, we could have Fire Emblem open the show and Xenoblade finish, or we could see the reverse happen. Mm -hmm. Man, that would be a pretty hype announcement. I think it's time that we saw Xenoblade Chronicles three get announced at a Nintendo direct. And again, I think this is the one that we'll see it in. Um, Yes. When do you think the game will come
0: though? If the game mirrors the original plan, it will come out in December. It will get a nine month marketing cycle, which is what Xenoblade Chronicles two received.
1: That is a long time. And I do wonder if they're going to do that again. But I mean, they did it the first go around and it worked very well for them. It was quite successful. Mm-hmm. You know, don't change the formula, I guess. So, yeah, I could I could definitely see that, Nate. Um, and look, you know, they may need that time as well to, to get the game ready to launch as well. Um, there's been some talk about that game in development before. But, yeah, I mean, this would be a really good time to announce the next Cineblade Chronicles game. Absolutely.
0: Yes. And as I mentioned, like back in our predictions episode, this was a game that was originally slated to be announced last February at the first direct. And it was supposed to come out in December of 2021. So I think it just suffered a full year delay due to optimization. And Mm -hmm. Monolith has got, you know, that a good grasp on that. Now they've addressed the issues and the game is marching along and is gearing up for release later this year. And if you do, if you have a direct with Fire Emblem, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Splatoon 3, really any of the titles that we brought up already. And yeah, some of them are pre guaranteed titles like Advance Wars, Triangle Strategy, Splatoon 3. None of those are surprising. But I think a lot of fans would be surprised to see Fire Emblem and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 in a single direct. And I'm not even going to discount the possibility that another Fire Emblem game doesn't make an appearance at this direct. And it's another game that we talked about in the predictions. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Nintendo really introduce the Fire Emblem for 2022, which is a brand new mainline game Mm -hmm. and paired it next to the remake of Genealogy of the Holy War. I wouldn't be surprised if these two are announced together, but Genealogy of the Holy War will come out in 2023. Do I think that will happen Not necessarily that feels a little bit like Fire Emblem Overload, but I wouldn't discount the possibility. Yeah. And I mean, this is a pretty strong direct, whether Breath of the Wild 2 is there or not, this is catering to a lot of diverse flavors and software variety. And we have to bring up one final IP, Mario. Does Mario have any presence? at this direct be it in any form it could be a mario spinoff sports game 3d mario 2d mario mario in some capacity
1: uh there'll be mario in some capacity at this at this direct (laughs) what that will be oh my god nate who knows i mean they may show us a trailer of the movie although that probably won't won't happen at this direct i mean probably later like maybe the e3 direct we'll get to see the movie trailer or something but no, um, I mean, we could we could definitely speculate on what's next here. I think we'll definitely see some Mario at this direct. You know, it could be a tease of the next, you know, mainline 3D game. Doubtful, because mm-hmm. that's more of an E3 thing. There's been talk about a Mario sports game. I've heard stories about Mario Strikers. I mean, we could see something Mario related at this direct. Mm-hmm. um and i'm going to you know if if you're going to ask me yes or no will we see mario yes we will i don't know what it's going to be though uh, i'm going to say a mario sports game some type of I mean- mario sports game we've already gotten golf we've already gotten tennis uh um, you know paper mario we've, we've seen that of course mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe there's a mario baseball or um Something, you know, Mario, maybe, you know, again, Mario Strikers is something that has been talked about a lot. I'm not really sure if Mario Strikers is even a thing. I think that's more of a hopes and dreams thing versus a it's actually happening. I know next level games, you know, there's talk that they're working on a Mario Strikers game, but I think we've talked about this before. How well would Mario Strikers, you know, work in 2022, Nate, especially given the GameCube release, which, if you recall, has some stuff that Nintendo (laughs) probably doesn't really care about
0: bringing to a new audience. You You don't don't, don't think they want Waluigi (laughs) doing D-generation suck it? I don't think so. Um, But having said that, I mean, a
1: a, a Strikers game, I mean, that'd be kind of cool to bring to a new audience. Um, So I don't know. I, I think we'll see something Mario related. I just don't know what that would be. What do you think? I mean- To answer the question, do you think we'll see anything Mario-related, and what do you think it will be?
0: I mean, Mario Strikers would be my hope and dream, would make an appearance at this Direct, because Next Level Games is due to show their new project. They have released a game like Clockwork, and they are right on cue for a new project to come out. Their last one was Luigi's Mansion 3, which was a huge success. Now, maybe they're working on a brand-new Luigi's Mansion game. You know, there's no reason to discount that possibility after the massive sales the third one received. Mario Strikers would just be that dream come true for me. And, yeah, there are some rumors out there that maybe Nintendo is doing a Mario baseball game. I would actually find that hilarious that Nintendo would release a Mario baseball game the exact same year that the Switch gets MLB the show. Yeah, I just thought about that. That would be kind of (laughs) weird. Like, you had five years to make a baseball game, and you do it the year you get the base, you get the best baseball game on the market. Like, talk about timing. But I mean, Mario probably does have some presence, whether it's a long term tease of just something that's coming out this holiday, be it a brand new 3D Mario, something Mario probably does make an appearance. It could be something as simple as. Charles Martinet coming on screen yeah. to introduce a yeah. tease that the Mario movie will be shown during the Super Bowl. Yeah. That, that, like Yeah, I agree. Something minor like that, not necessarily a full game reveal, but it's probably something from Mario, I would think. Because Mario has kind of been a staple of Nintendo's first half of a calendar year, be it Super Mario Maker 2, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, new Super Mario. Deluxe U, Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury. There's been a Mario every calendar year in those first six months. This year, we haven't had that yet. Right. So it could just break trend, which can definitely happen. So, you know, I'll be curious if Mario does make an appearance here. I would hope for strikers and I would find it hilarious if it is baseball. And the final first party prediction is going to be related to Kirby. We know Kirby has a brand new game coming out at the end of March, but it's Kirby's anniversary. Do we hear plans for Kirby's anniversary during this Direct, or is that something Nintendo will wait until the next fiscal year begins on April 1st? Hmm.
1: Uh, I'm going to say they're going to hold on that until the next fiscal. I think um, they don't want to... Really talk about Kirby until this game is is out, and uh, mm-hmm. I th- I think you know this game will do really well for them. But yeah, I th- I don't know if we're going to hear about Kirby at this direct, but we'll definitely hear more of Kirby this this year. No, no. Yeah, no I think
0: that. I think they'll keep the focus on Kirby and the Forgotten Land for this direct. But they'll show another you know another trailer to get people hyped because the game looks fantastic. I don't know if they go into any real in-depth detail about the anniversary during this particular direct. I mean, the direct we've kind of laid out is already fairly heavy in content. So yeah, obviously something we've predicted will not be there. True. But I mean, I
1: I think the other thing we have to remember is, you know, we've heard that this could be the Switch's biggest year since 2017. True. And if that is true, which I think it is, then we're expecting some big announcements this year. This is not going to be a year where we're going to go in With, you know, half-cocked thinking, this is probably not going to (laughs) happen, this may happen, but this won't. I mean, Mm -hmm. we need to hear about, you know, Splatoon 3, Fire Emblem, Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, those big games, Metroid Prime 1, you know, all that stuff uh, needs to be talked about. Breath of the Wild 2, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, so... If this truly is going to be the Switch's biggest year since 2017, then it starts with this Direct. And, you know, I think they need to set the trend for the for this year. And I think Nintendo will. I think this will be probably one of the... I don't want to over, over-hype it because there's always... You always walk away from a direct thinking, that was pretty good, <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't but, as good as, you know, whatever, right? 2017 right. Direct or something. But I do think that we will get
0: a pretty big direct this go around and i think it'll do well yeah i think i think the show is going to be a very content heavy direct i think it's going to have some big announcements i think some of our predictions that we've laid out will come true be it fire emblem and xenoblade chronicles 3 like i don't know if we would get all three of fire emblem xenoblade chronicles 3 and metroid prime one remaster in a single direct That's a lot. That's a whole get right there. Yeah, that's why I think we get two of the three. Right. But not all three. I would love for all three because, man, that's a direct for the record books. Mm -hmm. But I think Nintendo is definitely going to come heavy with content because as you laid out, this is going to be a big year. Just from what we know is confirmed for 2022, it's already started off strong in this first half. And there's going to be big things in the second half. So it just feels as though Nintendo is going to have that steady stable announcement flow of just boom 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 and i think they set the tone for 2022 with this first direct yeah so i mean i definitely i have high expectations and i think nintendo is going to come very close to delivering on them yep i agree with you and you know the last
1: year and a half i mean has been very difficult for for many companies and Nintendo's been no different. You know, they've they've weathered the storm exceptionally well, especially with software sales. They've done very very well. But yeah, I mean, this is the year where they really have that launching pad to just have mm-hmm. a massive year. And we've already seen the the beginnings of that with with Arceus, and I think that will continue with this direct. And yeah, I, I expect big things from this direct, and I think a lot of people do as well. Um, this is going to be Again, as long as as long as we temper expectations, and some of these games don't slip into next year, and look, there's never any guarantees. We may see some slippage of these games. Like I said, <laughs> Breath of the Wild Two is um, um, is suspect for me. There may be a couple of other games that may not make it this year. We we think the games that get announced will will make it, but you know, nothing is ever set in stone. But assuming that things are in motion, things are in play things are in a state of you know, finalizing, then this is going to be a pretty big year for Nintendo
0: when it starts starts with this Direct. Yes. It's definitely something to look forward to this week. And once the Direct airs and finishes its broadcast, we will likely have a follow-up episode giving our thoughts and reactions to what Nintendo showed or didn't okay. show and how we enjoyed or didn't enjoy Nintendo's first presentation of 2022. We can now shift into some of the Streamlabs questions for this week. And our first question comes from Music Proposition, who writes, My question is that while I appreciate the Switch's diverse lineup, I see many IPs get a lot of love – Fire Emblem, Xenoblade, Splatoon – while others are just represented with a port – 2D Mario, Donkey Kong, Mario Kart. Without getting into specifics, do you think that these franchises will be more present in the foreseeable future? There were rumors about Donkey Kong, and there's of course the Mario movie this year. But with how long we had to wait now, I'm a little skeptical. A little skeptical about these franchises, even if they should be a very profitable for Nintendo. Um. I'm not sure about more present in the foreseeable future. The thing with titles like Donkey Kong, Mario Kart, or even a 2D Mario is that they still kind of trend, especially the 2D Marios and Mario Karts, is that they're still treated as kind of one of those one in a generation type releases. Mario Kart could potentially break that trend on the Switch, given that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was an enhanced port from a Wii U and we could potentially see a brand new Mario Kart game on the Switch arrive, even though late into the generation. Donkey Kong is just one of those franchises that it doesn't seem like Nintendo really knows what to do with the title. Yeah, Whether they want to evolve it, do they want to go 2D, 3D? They're just uncertain as to how to handle the franchise. And yeah, there are the rumors about a new Donkey Kong game. And from the information I've heard, there. It's not so much rumors. There is a Donkey Kong in development. It's just a question of when will we see it? And those other titles like Fire Emblem, Xenoblade, and Splatoon, we see them come out as frequent as we do because they have those committed development teams. You have the Fire Emblem team that did three houses that's working on the brand new mainline one that's coming out later this year. And that's something that Intelligent Systems and Nintendo finances because the series is growing and it's been a very consistent seller. It gets rave reviews from media and it's well received by the gaming audience. Xenoblade is another one of those franchises that Nintendo was trying to build up. And it's something Monolith does very well. Splatoon again has one of its own committed development teams and Splatoon is one of Nintendo's premier franchises now. And it may pain long time Nintendo fans to hear but Splatoon is more recognizable than Donkey Kong at this point. The inklings are mascots yes, for Nintendo. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right on that. And I mean it it pains an older person like me because I grew up playing like Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong 94 on the Game Boy. Like Donkey Kong was it was Mario, Donkey Kong, and Zelda. Those were the mascots for Nintendo when I was younger. Now it's. Mario, Zelda, and Splatoon. The times just have shifted. And, you know, Nintendo's always careful and very deliberate with how they handle these franchises. So I don't think we're going to see more representation from those specific franchises that you mentioned. But the other IPs that you mentioned that get a lot of love, like Fire Emblem, Xenoblade, and Splatoon, they're going to continue to get that love because... You know, they deserve it. These are franchises that Nintendo now prioritizes. And maybe one day Donkey Kong will make a comeback. 2D Mario kind of feels like that. It feels like a title that they want to bring back, but the timing has to be right. And there are, they're kind of blending 2D mechanics into some of the 3D Marios. Yeah. So that could be how they approach that moving forward. Mario Kart, much like Smash Brothers, has typically been a one-a-generation type release. Maybe that'll change moving into the future. But, you know, that's to be determined. We then had a dollar donation from Jackie G, who writes: Will there be a Nino Kuni 3? Maybe with the whole Studio Ghibli Dream Team.
1: What do you think, Nate? I, I played the first Nino Kuni, started playing the second one. I'm not really that well versed to try to give an opinion on if, if there's going to be a third one. I like the games quite well. I just don't know what's going on there. So do you have any insight on that?
0: I would love for there to be a third one, but I'm not sure how the second one performed. I don't think it did very well. It's kind of one of those franchises that I really wouldn't be surprised if it's been shelved for a little while. Yeah. Unless like a company comes in and is willing to finance a new release. But, I mean, I wouldn't dismiss the possibility of a third one, but it's also not something I'm really fully anticipating either. I then had a $5 donation from Auric305, right? Nate, sorry to put you on the spot with last episode's question. I should have mentioned I was referring to past leaks or info that are now okay to talk about. No trickery intended. Smiley face. Keep up the great content. They followed up with a dollar donation, writing, how about one that won't get you in any trouble? Uh, the rumored question. Um, some rumors that I. We already covered a
1: couple in this episode, didn't we? Kind of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I guess like some of the rumors you could say would be like the Halo Infinite multiplayer. Right. Releasing right. on the 15th. Like I put out, I put that out there. And then it happened. Um, I mean, things like that. I mean, there's. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, you could say Fire Emblem for 2022, which will very likely make an appearance in this. Upcoming Direct, could I guess, could classify as that, or the casual game that everybody but nobody will want. It could be another rumor that would fit into that that will be at the Direct. So, you know, things like that. Then had a $3 donation from Tree Fingers. Right, playing Splatoon 2 and Captain Toad after 20 hours of Witcher 3 reinforces what I like and want in video games, and it's not narrative. With that said, what are the fundamental characteristics of a video game you enjoy playing? I mean, for me, it's it's I
1: do like a good single player narrative experience kind of first and foremost, and most of the time that's what I kind of gravitate towards. But there's also other other elements of games that I, I really like, you know, um, online multiplayer games that are done well halo infinite's been a lot of fun to play in recent times um so really at the end of the day is just good gameplay you know really above and beyond anything but i mean if there was one thing that i would i would choose is probably a good single player narrative a good story i think you know most of the time that's a game that i'm gonna want to check out
0: yeah i mean i guess just solid gameplay isn't really a fundamental characteristic that i can use um Otherwise, I mean, it would just be an enticing world that I want to explore that is either elevated by the narrative or just the gameplay that is designed around it where I want to continue to press forward, explore, and just immerse myself in what the game is trying to deliver. Like a game, like you mentioned, like Captain Toad, I really enjoyed playing that game because the characters, the setting, and the puzzles were just delightful. Yep. Whereas a game like... Ghost of Tsushima, I found like the setting to be captivating and the you know, visuals were breathtaking. But the game also threw so much of that open world design of a checklist of, here's two dozen type of collectibles, here's three types of side quests, here's the main quest, where it was almost overwhelming mm-hmm. to the point of it didn't draw me into where I wanted to explore all this secondary stuff. I just just said, I'm going to do the main campaign because it was too much. So for a game, I don't want to say simple. I just want a game that does what it sets out to do and it does it well. Yeah. That had a dollar donation from Jackie G who writes bonus question this week and a bit of a controversial one. What are your thoughts regarding Nintendo's purge of their OSTs on YouTube? Do you think they will ever give a better way to listen to their music?
1: I think the what they've done is typical of Nintendo, where, you know, a few years will go by and nothing will happen. Then all of a sudden they just start throwing the band hammer around and and striking channels and and, and doing things. Mm-hmm. As someone who's been firsthand a, a target of that, I, I know how it feels and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't feel like Nintendo's ever going to change doing that. It's one of those things where everything seems like it's quietened, and quietened down. And then all of a sudden they'll just, you know, claim thousands of videos. And it's almost kind of cyclical, you know, um, it kind of comes in waves. You just don't know when the next one's coming. So how do I feel about it? It's kind of typical Nintendo business at the end of the day. What can they offer? To, you know, to add, uh, you know, as their own kind of solution to that, nothing. I don't think they're going to do anything about it. Like they don't, they don't need to do anything about it. Um, they should offer something, but they don't have to do that. As far as much as, you know, we say that well, Nintendo is doing this because you know they're they're working on their own thing. I don't think they're doing any of that. I think ultimately, <laughs> at the end of the day, they're just. Striking down, they're claiming uh, content that that belongs to them because that's what that's what Nintendo does, and I don't really wasn't really a big surprise when I saw saw read read about the story um this week, and it is very sad that they're still doing the same shenanigans that they've always done, and you know it's one of those things that that I've always felt like one day I don't know when this is going to happen, but one day someone is going going to fight back you know, and say, mm-hmm. okay, Nintendo, you want to you go to war with me? Let's go. I'm going to get a lawyer. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you because this is wrong. But, you know, there's obviously a lot of people don't have that type of money to invest in retaining good lawyers to fight Nintendo's lawyers. And I think mm-hmm. ultimately they're the big evil corporation that's going to win every single time. And this is going to be an ongoing thing. And, you know, I don't really see it changing anytime soon.
0: See, like, I I get the side where people can say Nintendo has the legal right to do this. Yes, they do. The issues that I have with it is that if Nintendo had their own YouTube channel that was dedicated to their soundtracks, if Nintendo gave users a legal means of purchasing soundtracks, if they offered them on iTunes, Spotify, sh- music streaming services, wherever then i could understand why they're going after these types of channels because it's we have given you a legal way a legal way to access our music the fact that they do not give us means to access these soundtracks makes the removal from youtube all the more heinous yep and that's where nintendo really has to look at the situation and say if we're not giving users means to get these. Soundtracks and musical scores. This is what the user is going to do. This is how the community is going to respond. So it's on us to either change and give them means to do so, or we have to accept this is how they're going to get it. And it, I don't want to draw a one to one comparison here, but it's very similar to Nintendo's legacy software. If I want to play Golden Sun for the Game Boy Advance, I have to find. A Game Boy cartridge. I don't even want to. I know I'm not even going to use that game as an example. I'm going to do something more recent. I want to play Fire Emblem. English translated on my Switch. Well, Nintendo offered it for six months. But yep. then they took it away from digital stores. I can't legally buy that game now. So my only recourse is to play a ROM. Now, Nintendo is in their legal right to remove the ROMs from the Internet if they want. But how else am I supposed to play the game? Right. They took away the only legal means I could to get it. So when you deny access to these types of things, do not remove them from YouTube or any other media sharing service. Deliver them yourself or accept that the community will do your job for you. Right.
1: I agree. I mean, you know my my history with Nintendo. I've been on, on the receiving end of this before. It's not fun. I just don't know if there's ever going to be any change. You know, you said Nintendo needs to offer a channel where they have all their soundtracks. Uh-huh. They don't have to do any of that. I mean, look, right. at, look at the Nintendo Switch Online service. They barely got <laughs> N64 games to run. I mean, you think they're going to give us a YouTube channel with 5,000 uh, songs across their library of games? I don't
0: think you should expect that anytime soon, and that's the sad thing. Like, that's the thing is they they should do it if they don't want someone to create a YouTube channel hosting their music, but they won't do that, and then they get mad that someone hosts their music. That's and it's that's
1: absolutely correct. And like, I and said, that's the problem. Unless someone has the resources to fight back, this mm-hmm. will never change, and that's the
0: unfortunate part yeah that's something has to change with these and i mean that's that's the thing that's a shame is that so many of these games have classic amazing soundtracks and music and there's just no means of listening to it because nintendo won't release a cd they won't release the mp3s legally right for a user to obtain and then they get mad when you upload them and it's kind of like well what do you want us to do nintendo we want to listen to your music and they say no so. You know, it's a mess, but that's Nintendo. It's an old school way of thinking. It's an old business practice. And that's just Nintendo is still fixated in that old mentality. They have to be brought to, they they are dragged into modern times. Mm -hmm. One day they may adapt and change, but unfortunately it likely won't be in the foreseeable future. Uh, One
1: quick thing I wanted to mention about this. I know I'm deviating a little bit, but there was some... (laughs) some threads that I read about how this was not Nintendo that did this, that it was a a, a third party that was kind of assuming the name of Nintendo, but Nintendo themselves weren't, weren't responsible based on some information that is 100% inaccurate. This is Nintendo doing it. I know for a fact it is I've been in trouble with Nintendo before and the information that they presented to kind of, convince people that it was maybe not nintendo is is not accurate i I, like i said i've i've gone through this myself and know what happens so you know people that don't think it was nintendo and i'm not sure why you wouldn't think it was not nintendo especially with the amount of of songs that were just claimed i mean do you think someone like individually just went in and just like started claiming these you know, I mean, this was this was a a, uh, a, a, a something that was done from an automated service, and Nintendo, like I said, they do this all the time. There's 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 waves of claims that happen. You know, you may go eighteen months and everything is fine, and then all of a sudden they'll just like start claiming like twenty thousand videos across. You know. You know, one thousand YouTube channels. That's just the way that they've done things, and they will continue to do it. And uh, like I said, I don't think it's it's ever going to change.
0: Then had a three part question from Super Player X who donated three dollars, and part one is thanks for putting out quality, earnest content. Do you think Sony is planning a multiplayer focused subscription service? Given the acquisition of Bungie and doubling down on Sony, on service games along with the rumors of Spartacus, it seems likely. Though close collaboration between Bungie and PlayStation Studios, we aim to launch more than 10 live service games by the fiscal year ending March 31st, 2026. As PlayStation Plus is mandatory for online, this could be a tier and or combination of PlayStation Now. Business-wise, they could still capitalize on premier, AAA, single-player, as-paid releases and have multiplayer service content of Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, Twisted Metal, Ratchet & Clank, etc., launching day and date into the service with microtransactions. I mean, I could see Sony potentially launching multiplayer-focused subscription service in the future. I don't think it would be in the immediate future. But I could see them implement something as their live service evolves and matures over the next several years. Yep.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we know that they're they're looking into this. They, this is the direction that they want to take. And I think it's it's something, you know, but with the acquisition of Bungie, that they want to start, you know, getting more into it. Um, you know, Jim Ryan has already expressed his interest and you know the the listener that, that posed the question, I mean, a lot of the information that they they kind of speculated on sounds pretty accurate to me that I, I could feel I could see that, you know, kind of coming to fruition over the next few years. So I mean ultimately, yeah, I mean I think it's 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 something you probably want to put money on that that
0: they're going to do. Yeah, I could see Sony doing it. It will probably be another five years or so. And unfortunately, I don't think it would just be Sony. I think this is the direction that the industry is going to be moving in in the next five to 10 years, is that they want to have these live service games. And if a subscription service is the best means of monetizing that, that's where we're going to see it. Game Pass and you know, subscription services are the future of the industry. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see more and more of these prop up from various companies. And if Sony does it for a multiplayer service, then you can expect that the industry will adopt a similar strategy if it is proven successful for Sony. Then had a $3 donation from Tiny Metal, right? I'm a big fan of the first two Final Fantasy 13 games, but they are stuck on the PlayStation 3 and I don't have an Xbox to play them. Would love to have them on the Switch for portability. Have any of you heard if any of the Final Fantasy 13 games could be coming to Switch? This was actually something that was going around several years ago as a possibility that Square was looking into remastering the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy for current consoles, which at the time was Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. But... There is the possibility that such plans had been shelved once Microsoft introduced their excellent backwards compatibility strategy that auto enhanced Final Fantasy 13 and the two sequels on the Xbox. Not to say that Square isn't still dabbling in the possibility of porting the trilogy to current and next-gen systems, but it has been several years since I have heard that. So I kind of have the belief that if it weren't planning, and it hasn't happened yet. It probably has been shelved, and resources have since been committed to projects like Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, Final Fantasy 16. So I wouldn't say hope is dead, but I would give it a low probability of happening at this point. Then had a $3 donation from Afro Ahmed, who writes, Hey guys, thanks for everything you do as always. What are your thoughts on Mario Strikers? Is it dead? <laughs> Could we potentially get a Switch port or a third installment? Well, I don't think
1: it's dead. Listen to the episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. We did talk about Strikers a lot this episode. I don't think it's dead. I don't think we would get a port. I think it would be a third installment if we do see it. Maybe we see it at the direct. Maybe dreams will come true. Then had a dollar fifteen cent donation from Cypress FX. Right? Hello, guys. Will we see Zelda, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess as part of a GameCube expansion to NSO in 2022 like Ocarina and Majora's Mask for N64 or in some other form? If Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are to come to Switch, they will be a retail release yeah. or retail and digital release of the HD re-releases from the Wii U. A GameCube expansion to NSO will not be happening in 2022. Yep, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen this generation. I think I would agree with that. I mean, if we look at the N64's rough launch, I think GameCube is going to take a little while longer for them to QA and probably be waiting for more powerful hardware and Nintendo can't Raise the price of their Nintendo Switch Online service again. (laughs) Gotta buy themselves a little time. Then had a $10 donation from Benji. I don't believe I can pronounce the last name, so I'm not going to try. I apologize. And they write, Hi, guys, love the show. Any idea if Nintendo is planning to increase the size of North American devs as retro, next level games and NST? Nintendo announced new investment, but unclear if it applies outside Japan. I'm sure I mean, retro and next level games have expanded over the last several years. So with additional funding going into them. They will continue to expand. It's really about Nintendo's vision for the studio. With Next Level Games now under Nintendo's umbrella, Nintendo will allocate additional financing to them so they can build up. They're never going to be like, huge developers of thousands of employees, but they'll go into the several hundred employee numbers where they can take on two, maybe three projects and still be a team that Nintendo can look to for consistency and reliability. So I do expect that retro and next level games will grow at a moderate pace over the next several years due to Nintendo allocating additional funding. We then had a $5 donation from Dan writes, thank you guys for great discussions and rumors that are solid. Here's hoping to a more powerful switch in the future. Great platform. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. It's beginning to show its age a little bit, but I'm sure, Nintendo is aware of that. And that was the final Streamlabs question for this week. If you'd like to support the channel, we have a Streamlabs link in the description below. Donate any dollar amount. Ask a question, we will answer it at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more, and we will dedicate the episode to you. And this episode is once again dedicated to Shamsa. And I'd like to thank MVG for joining me, as always. Always a pleasure, night, Thanks for having me on. And let us know your thoughts on the Nintendo Direct in the comment section below. Give us some of your predictions and let us know what you think of our predictions and if any of them will come true, and if you're looking forward to the casual game nobody wants. And until next time, continue to embrace the hate.